0: Hey everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every story from A to Z. I'm Zach, and with me this week is a co-host I'm especially excited for. We were talking off mic and realized he has been on this show three other times, but never as a ranker, which is buck wild to me. Uh, You may know him from the podcast Chris's on Infinite Earths or from writing for XavierFiles.com. Uh, he's really smart and really funny. It's Chris Edelman. Chris, how are we doing today?
1: Wow, really smart and really funny? Oh, it's nice to hear some nice compliments from you, Zach. I'm doing well.
0: That is so good. Normally I give you bad compliments and (laughs) criticism and saying, write better. You're so bad. Do you know how much money I have writing on this, Christopher? And so I, I wanted to balance that out. Oh, at least on air,
1: it's it's nice to not be yelled at for once. Um, as as we all know, just like in old Marvel, the Xavier Files bullpen is a physical location where we all sit, and Zach smokes cigars all day and yells at us.
0: It's true. It's true. Uh, because some of you uh, forced me to do things for this podcast and read a lot of stories that have so many parts to them and are a nightmare. And I. To have to literally change my rules of my Patreon so that no one ever does this to me again.
1: (laughs) Uh, Who do we have to thank for this one, Zach?
0: Uh, This week, we have to thank Patreon supporter Jason Kirby. Uh, That's right. The king himself uh, went over to patreon.com slash Xavier Files. He threw some money this way for this podcast and said, guys, Zach, Adam, who is not with us right now, but he's with us in, in... in the astral plane that connects us all,
1: I I feel Adam. I
0: feel, I feel Adam feel in this right uh, podcast room tonight. <laughs> uh, yes, he Jason said, guys, you you know about Onslaught, right? Y'all y'all heard about Onslaught, and we said, dang it. Uh, so we're talking about Onslaught tonight, and here's the thing: Chris is my friend, and he doesn't owe me any favors. In fact, I probably owe him more favors. But I said, Do you want to talk about a really big Marvel event since you're the events podcast guy?
1: Oh, Zach, I thought we were going to talk about the author of 10 years or so of Amazing Spider-Man and Silver Surfer. I thought we were gonna do a podcast on slot. <laughs>
0: you so much (laughs) no no uh, regardless of the fact that he was working at Marvel at this time Dan Slott does not appear in this crossover but everyone else does everyone else every single other person working at Marvel had a hand in this it seems like we're talking about professional comic book writer Scott Lobdell we're talking about angry guy with a good heart Mark Wade we're talking we've got some Qberts in here We've got some magieras. We got guy who invented both Daredevil and the uh Inhumans TV shows specifically. Jeff Loeb. Uh we've got just Y'all We have two time Glad Award winner, Peter David. Peter David's in this one. Tom DeFalco, he makes uh he makes an appearance. There's so much. Uh Carlos Pacheco, he's in this. Uh you know Mike Diodato Jr., he's here. That's correct.
1: Um, you already said multiple multiple cuberts. Yep, we are on we're on the many Qberts train. Um, Larry Hama,
0: he's in this joint. Um, we've got Joe Mad, of course. Joe Mad's here. Val Cimacus, they're here. Ian Churchill, Ian's all up in this.
1: Yeah, it's uh, this was this was like the the proto like line wide crossover i feel like
0: this yes and it did a bad job and we're going <laughs> to explain that in a second we sure are. it did such it did such a bad job that the only beverage that i could bring to the table for this disaster is the yep. bud premium ice the big one this is the 20 uh 25 ounce can that my father left in the fridge for Christmas, and it's the only beer I have.
1: All right, hit it, Zach.
0: Get that ASMR up in here.
1: <laughs> oh, the pod fluid is a flowing tonight.
0: It tastes like sadness and disappointment and 5.5 lager.
1: Well, onslaught's not that different.
0: No, that's why I think the beer's thematically appropriate. So, <laughs> first question how do we chop up onslaught into three discrete units
1: very very carefully and some not not quite arbitrarily but we did chop this up into the main onslaught title which we are going to call onslaught x-men we've got the cable hulk kind of mini crossover that we're just going to be calling onslaught cable
0: and then we've yeah well cable does other stuff afterwards hulk show up and then hulk go away
1: that's true i still read the hulk where hulk go away i should have done that um
0: i didn't do you know how many comics we had to read for this like 25 it was a lot i read it all in the car on the way to st louis um Oh, your 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 poor wife, Christy. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did this to you. And Jason Jason Kirby is sorry that he did this to you too. He didn't know. He thought it was gonna be Adam.
1: <laughs> sorry, Jason Kirby. Um and then we've got the third um discrete set, which we are calling a story, the uh X Force slash X-Man crossover.
0: <laughs> x mans in this one, guys. It's There's your update. He's in this one. We're going to talk about him two weeks in a row because ah, I love my life. (laughs) This
1: is some, some kind of premium X-Man content. Uh, I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah, this is core Mm X-Man. So, but first we've, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to eat our vegetables before we get to our dessert. Uh, And our vegetables are the main onslaught crossover. Now, This is what we are calling the main Onslaught crossover. Get your pencils out. You've got X-Men 53 and 54, Uncanny X-Men 334, 335, Onslaught X-Men number one, Avengers 401, Fantastic Four, 415. Uh, Then we move on down to nothing in book two Uh, because all of that is tie-ins. Uh, Then book three is X-Men 55, Uncanny X-Men 336. Uh, And then book four is X-Men 56, and Onslaught Marvel Universe number one. Oddly enough, Onslaught epilogue doesn't count. Nope. Not part of this. Not part of this.
1: We're not even thinking about it.
0: Oh, also there's a random Wolverine story. Wolverine 104 is in this too. Ooh.
1: Y- yeah yeah.
0: I told you to read that one. It's okay. <laughs> I, I think I did.
1: They all they're so, all kind of blending together a little bit.
0: So the main people behind onslaught are Mark Wade, professional comic book writer Scott Lobdell. Uh, it's Andy Kubert is it Andy or Adam crap I should have I they were both they were both in there. okay, that's why I couldn't tell it's 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 Kuberts uh and then Joe Mattiera and it's a mess so it starts as an x-men story and chris how about you give a pie in the sky 1000 foot view uh what 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 happens in this onslaught
1: you know from from everybody talking about it and what a mess it was i thought more was going to happen
0: oh cuz nothing happens kinda they spend like it- five issues moping around the x-mansion when it's very obvious that onslaught is now professor x like it's they do. telegraphed, and we spend a very long time talking about how evil Professor X was before they realized that he was on slot.
1: I may have to shoot this entire book to the bottom because it reminds us of that 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 tiny little panel that even Stan Lee decided was a bad idea, where Professor Xavier like had the hots for Jean, and was like, "But I can't tell her because I'm in a wheelchair." And then we all just forgot about it. It was good. Nobody mentioned it again, and they had to bring it up again.
0: I blame Mark Wade Uh, for this as I do everything.
1: (laughs) Everything. Oh, yeah. uh, My favorite ice cream place was closed tonight. Uh, We went out for ice cream. Um, That's Mark Wade's fault.
0: Mark Wade. Come on, buddy. Come
1: on, buddy. (laughs) Man, that first issue was completely wild. It was kind of like the Christmas Carol, but just bringing up bad X Men stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, the ghost of Christmas Pass in this case was Onslaught, and our Ebenezer was, in fact, Jean Grey. She uh, is not liking this revelation. No. Nope. Uh, I'm not either. I'm not either. Uh, talks to the X-Men about stuff while Professor X is acting weird. He calls them to his chambers and he's like, I am Onslaught! And then turns into Onslaught.
1: Yeah, um, a better version of this revelation was I am the third man from Planetary. Um, This was a poor version of that.
0: I've never read Planetary. I know it's good. I know it's good. Never read it.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's a... We don't
0: have to go into it. Um, it's Born Ellis and John Onsla- Cassidy. It sounds like my jam.
1: <laughs> it is. It, it, I feel like it'd be your jam. It's also very much about comedy. Oh my
0: gosh. Give that to <laughs> me. That's that's January Hoopla right there. I've been putting it off. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it is on Hoopla. That's where I read it. Um, Onslaught is Professor X with, with, with the. You know. Um, so it's like a professor X and Magneto sourdough where the little, like the Magneto psyche was kind of the mother and uh, professor X was just kind of your, your nice fermentation material until you eventually got a delightful sourdough and that's onslaught. Um, it's how he becomes like a giant hulking Magneto monster is whatever i
0: guess it happens Um, and i don't understand i've read it
1: it's apparently made of psychicness the armor because they keep calling it like psy armor or something sure um they use a lot of psy dash word in this era it seems like i think i feel like it's a lobdell thing but i could be wrong um when i was a kid um I guess it, when I was a young teenager, maybe, because Onslaught had happened and it was in this. That was, it was in 96,
0: I, by the way, guys. Sure,
1: 1996 was, was... Yeah, so I was a little older. One of my favorite things to get from the library was the big Marvel encyclopedia because I didn't have the internet yet. Right, right. Onslaught always looked super, super dope to me mm-hmm. because I was a kid and he's a big hulking Magneto. Reading this comic makes him look worse because the really, the really like most used image of him where his face is in shadow kind of, kind of neat. And then later you see him and he kind of looks like a Gumby monster. Like his face is just more red. He's like super evil Magneto Baymax.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's about right. And because he's so evil, uh, the X-Men cannot do this alone and they set out an SOS. So guess who shows up? That's right. It's the Avengers. Uh,
1: yeah, and
0: they're mostly the Avengers,
1: like, that, that you know if you're if you're fans of, like, the movie.
0: Yeah, you got Quicksilvers in this one. You got the Vision. You've got Captain America. You've got Thor. And you've got Teen Tony. The idea's so bad that they had to reboot the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yep.
1: Scarlet Witch is there. Wasp is there.
0: Oh, yeah, Wasp is, is that- there. I forgot with her no lines. Wasp is.
1: Yeah, Wasp gets nothing. Uh, Janet fans, this is not for you. Yeah,
0: Jan fans, you might want to stay away from this. Uh, but the Ugh. Avengers do run into Rogue and the enigmatic Joseph.
1: That's right. I for- Thank you for reminding me that this comic has, has young hot Magneto as opposed to old hot Magneto, which is just normal Magneto.
0: There's a comic with young hot Magneto and young hot Iron Man teenage boy. <laughs> If only Teen Cable could be in this. Oh, man. The, the Teen Team? Oh, my gosh. Give me, give, <laughs> give me the bad teen versions of all of my favorite characters. Well, uh, you could argue that X-Man is kind of a teen version of Cable. I would argue that. A hundred <laughs> days of the week. And he's, uh, he's in the main stuff, too, not just his own title. He shows up and then he disappears to his own title. I guess he was hanging out with the Avengers for a hot second. That's true.
1: Yeah, he was imprisoned for a little bit. Um, Because another really important part of this title is... um, Onslaught has these nebulous plans to change the world to be better for mutants, but he's real mad about it. And he's going to use Franklin Richards's reality warping and x Man's reality warping powers to
0: do so. Yeah, he kidnaps them both. Yeah, and kind of like... He kind of eats them. Yeah, he vor's them and keeps them <laughs> keeps them in his onslaught belly, and says, "Guys, you're going to recreate the universe with us." And one of them does that. Only he makes a universe on the other side of the Earth, or of the Sun. Excuse me. And that's that's Counter Earth, and that's where the Heroes Reborn live.
1: Yep, and uh, that Heroes Reborn, it, I think, has less issues than this entire crossover.
0: I it would. It's close. It's pretty close. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about Heroes Reborn uh, some other time on this podcast. Not right now, because we got a lot of ground to cover, folks. Yeah, we sure do. Go Google it. It's wild.
1: It's completely wild.
0: Uh, Anyway, Onslaught decides, I'm going to bring a bunch of Sentinels in here to protect myself in New York City for reasons. Uh, And then the X-Men and the Avengers team up to stop him, but they find out that they have to, like absorb themselves inside of him. The only the
1: humans though. Yep.
0: Only the humans can do it. The mutants can't, except for Scarlet Witch, because of chaos magic.
1: Uh she's the pretender, Zach. We know this. The pretender
0: Yeah, but so is Quicksilver and he explicitly ran into the wall and couldn't get in.
1: We don't we don't think about that these days.
0: <laughs> uh and then Onslaught gets beaten. That's it. Yeah, and that takes a shocking amount of issues to do. It's very boring. Let's talk about how these issues are lined up as an event. Because you got impact issues and you got phase issues. And I'm not sure what the difference is.
1: I think phase is supposed to be main stuff and impact is supposed to be side stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, Yes, but then also (laughs) that's not how it works and it's bad.
1: Right. Um our friend Trent Seely did a really good article about onslaught um, where he kind of lines out that this makes absolutely no sense. And I, I kind of read a little bit of that um, while I was
0: reading the issues and I was like, no, he's right. This makes no sense. No, he's on it. There's a lot of you. There's going to be a contention of you. who's like, but I read onslaught when I was 10 and I thought it was great. And that's great. And keep those memories, keep them close to your heart, cherish them and never ever read this comic again it's a disaster it's a mess for some people the art is a big saving point point. and as much as i think the Cuberts are neat i'm not a joe mad fan like he's just not my guy
1: i like joe mad uh i thought the art was definitely better than the plotting but i think that to some extent the art couldn't save it because there just wasn't there just wasn't a whole lot of forward momentum and so they, they, I feel like some of these really, like, superstar artists were wasted in ways that they aren't all the time. Like, even something like Phalanx Covenant, which had Joe Mad and um, Adam Kubert, was, like, infinitely better in terms of art because they actually got to do cool stuff with it.
0: Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of just standing around and talking about Onslaught and recapping other issues and then telling you to go read this one issue or this one weird subplot from a few years ago and how important it is.
1: They really tried to get the Guinness book of world records award for a most amount of editors notes. And it would be stuff like go read X-Men number four, which I feel like was really hard to do in 1996.
0: Yeah. There's, there's talk about, Oh, by the way, beast is in this, but he's not really beast. He's actually dark beast, you know, from age of apocalypse. You should probably read all of that. And then you should probably read, uh, X Men Unlimited number ten, where Dark Beast and Beast switched places, and then if you want to follow Dark Beast's story, like we don't do in this episode, you got to go read the X Factor tie-ins, where he tries to recruit Post and some other people, and it doesn't go well.
1: There's a bad guy named Post. Yeah, and he's referenced several times, and I don't, I, I've never read anything with Post Zach for for a guy who wrote, um, or co-wrote rather, um, you know, like a small novel uh length on x-men i don't know who post is i've never heard of him before
0: we'll talk about post later in our private bullpen i'll i'll do a post quiz for everyone he's the uh he's the harbinger of onslaught uh because juggernaut was not a good enough harbinger so onslaught has a second harbinger named post
1: well this whole the whole onslaught saga was conceived the whole idea was like they find Juggernaut in the front yard, and he just says, Onslaught. And then that was that was literally like the elevator pitch.
0: I, It tells you a lot about Marvel in the <laughs> mid-90s and how much money they could get away with just wasting <laughs> when that's the whole pitch. And they said, yeah, who's Onslaught? I don't know. Yeah,
1: they, had, Onsla- they came do? up with that later. Know. Just the word Onslaught was enough of a pitch.
0: And yet, Scott between that and the sexual harassment, Scott Lobdell still gets work to this day. <laughs> I have no idea dude wrote happy death day dude wrote happy death day to you
1: uh, the, the sequel yeah that's true yeah there's
0: there's no more happy death days to do this bit uh onslaught's bad guys uh, so Chris we've talked about this for a while should we rank it we we're sh- gonna have to keep talking about onslaught
1: we yeah we should rank this I weirdly enough I think that this is not the worst of these. And I think it's mostly because I thought, I thought the art kind of saved it in a ways that the, uh, the ones we will be talking about later did not. But it's still not well, good, so let's let's No, just...
0: it's not good. Let's talk about this list, though, for one hot second. Yep. Because uh, there's 318 stories on this list. The number one is Dark Phoenix Saga. The number 100 on this list is All New Dupe, because we have had something not break the top 100 in a while, and it's not happening on this episode. Not tonight, folks. Uh, number 200 is the X-Men Gold One-Shot. Uh, number 300 on this list is Magneto Rex, and 318's The Draco, which somebody on this podcast made me read once. It was me. Yeah, well, it's a bad story, and I hate it, and it's bad, and it's better- it's not as bad as On- uh, it's better than- Onslaught's better than it.
1: Onslaught is better than it. I'd say Onslaught is better than- Onslaught is- Onslaught's maybe bottom 20, um- it's mostly just boring, but it's it's mostly just boring over a long period of time, which I feel like makes it so egregious. Four issues of boring is not 20 issues of boring.
0: Onslaught's very long, and it's not fun to read, really. There's, there's no, like, the difference between Onslaught and something like... Uh, Let's say Executioner Song, which I don't love as much as some people do. I'm sorry. I know there's it's, some big Executioner Song fans out there. It's better than this. Oh, yeah. Executioner Song better than this. Uh, executioner Song has a driving through line of a story throughout the whole thing. And it's not this weird nebulous event that's kind of happening. And everyone's just doing things around it like Onslaught is. Because Onslaught doesn't have a story. It's... Onslaught has a pitch of evil Charles Xavier Magneto's here. And then what happens? I don't know. Let's have 40 books. Talk about it.
1: Yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, I'm looking at these bottom ones here. It is definitely worse than Phalanx covenant life signs, which I consider pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Phalanx covenant life sign. Pretty bad. Uh, mm, so you haven't read this one. I know Chris, uh, but X-Man thirty-four to thirty six Messiah Complex that we talked about last week with Chris Hassan, I think this is better than that.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I think it's better than Excalibur 1 through 4. Uh or no, 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 never mind. I think it's worse than Excalibur
0: 1 through 4. Sorry. To be clear, this is Excalibur 1 through 4, Volume 3, with Chris Claremont. Oh, on.
1: I don't know then. <laughs> that- I was gonna say I. It, it, I thought the first four issues of Excalibur were pretty good, but that's volume no, one. No, if
0: if if we if we're talking about that Claremont Davis, that that stuff's not in the bottom three hundred. No, that's I, stuff good. Well, I was like, man, they really put this low, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what pod? What podcast ranking comics could hate on the Claremont Davis Excalibur? It's hard to. Who make. could do such it's, a thing? You can't.
1: Um, yeah, okay. I I think I not knowing much about the volume three of Excalibur, uh. This, if, if you want to call onslaught better than X Men number thirty four through thirty six, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that good. But it's it's pretty. Have au- you, it's pretty awful.
0: Have you read the first six issues of X Factor? The first six issues of uh, X Factor ever, volume one. With, yes. Yeah. Is Those it are, better or worse than that? Hmm. No, I think it's worse than that. In that case, I'm going to say that this is probably probably better than it's probably better than X, Spider-Man X-Factor Shadow Games uh mm, probably mm, it's not as good as the first 3 issues of X-Man uh when he comes to the 616 and the man who fell to earth
1: all right well, that's that's our spot then
0: man i didn't know that onslaught would get uh its place decided by my weird affection for X-Man even though i admit and loudly claim that he's garbage
1: no dude uh, young Chris and this wasn't even that young this would have been like 14 or 15 year old Chris I loved X-Man I thought he was great to me he was like the hero of Age of Apocalypse Um, Uh, uh, (laughs) I I definitely don't think that now but man did I love
0: X-Man let's talk about old X-Man or as I call him Cable Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's, that's what we call him here we call him Cable
0: uh cable is the star of the next section of our podcast. uh that is the cable parts of uh of this story uh cable thirty four incredible hulk four forty four cable thirty five and cable thirty six yes uh, um. this is written by Jeff Loeb with the incredible heart Hulk uh by Peter David. uh Ian Churchill does most of the art. With Angel Medina doing the uh, Incredible Hulk part and uh, Bernard Chang doing the last issue for Cable,
1: I was super pumped for one issue of this because um, it, it had this really cool stinger, um, which said Cable versus Apocalypse.
0: Boy, boy, was right. that, was that sad? So Cable fight Hulk. Cable, uh, Cable, do fight Hulk? Because Hulk, Hulk, it can. Used and work for onslaught for a hot second. Yeah, this is smart uh,
1: Hulk too. He's not. Yeah. He's not like a very. He's not kind of a your 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 Hulk strongest there is Hulk.
0: There's a weird joke, and I don't know if it works. Where he goes, Hulk smash, and he jokes, and he says, "I'm just kidding. I haven't talked like that on the next page. I haven't talked like that in years. What are you doing?" It was confusing for me
1: because I had just read him and I think the main stuff a little bit, and I was like, "That's not how he talks." And then I was like, "Oh, it's a, it, he's doing yucks. He's doing bits."
0: Yeah, this is this is Jokey Hulk. <laughs> is- uh, you got you got Gray Hulk. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, you've got uh, the Maestro Hulk. Uh, you've got Rulk, of course, and now uh, you've got Devil Hulk. Obviously, we can't forget Devil Hulk. Now you have this new Hulk and it's Hulk who does bits. It's it's Bits Hulk all he does. All day every day he's <laughs> yucking up yucks, uh, making funnies at people. Well he's he
1: punches cable
0: like really far.
1: Like does like one of those like cartoon style punches and cable like sails through the air.
0: He does a big punch on cable and cable for his part is having a rough time because the techno organic virus is going wild in his blood.
1: Yeah, this is this this is purported to be some sort of end stage on the uh, the techno-organic virus. I'm not sure what's causing it, but this this seemed to be the time where things like this happened. Like for a while, we had Wolverine, and then his healing factor got overtaxed, and you thought this was going to be some Wolverine end game, and then that went away. This seems like that, but for Cable.
0: Can I tell you how it happened? Please, it do happened so. in the past. In the past, uh, like well. In the before times of this story. Oh
1: sure, I thought you maybe meant like he was hanging out in Victorian times.
0: No, he was hanging out somewhere, and then uh, he had a psychic connection to Nate Gray, and they had a they had a Dragon Ball Z fight.
1: Did they shoot and lasers?
0: I'm not, uh, dude, I'm not joking. It's a Dragon Ball Z fight. That's <laughs> that's, that's so what it is. Sweet. It's I, which which one is Trunks' kid? Or Which kid is Trunks? I don't watch Dragon Ball Z, but which Trunks kid? is the Cable one, right?
1: Trunks is basically Cable, and by that I mean I'm not sure which came first, but there was probably some theft.
0: Uh, So I'm going to say, is he uh, Vegeta's kid? He is Vegeta's kid from the future. This is like Trunks and Vegeta fighting. Uh, or I guess Baby Trunks and Old Man Trunks fighting. That sounds kind of and- dope. Yeah, I don't know what Dragon Ball Z is I, I'm shocked that I know who Trunks is I think I just know him because I know he's a Cable he, uh, Trunks is a Cable He even has light hair Oh my gosh, this is very good I assume he has yellow spiky hair And anyway, they they do a Dragon Ball Z punch And afterwards, Cable's like My arm's all crazy and it's spiky now And there it is Huh. Anyway, him and the Hulk fight to no end for two issues, and it's boring.
1: It's it's to take him off the table because Cable's cool. I don't know. He's a, he's he's good at this. Cable is 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 like the most competent X
0: Man. I feel like Cable might be the most competent person in this entire story of Onslaught, with the sole exception of. Apocalypse, who we haven't mentioned in the main story, has kind of been hanging out with the Watcher just looking at everything. Yeah,
1: and before that, he was hanging out with a man made of stone who's Ozymandias, who is not the Ozymandias from popular DC property Watchmen or popular DC property television
0: show Watchmen. Are you talking about Ozymandias looks upon my mighty works in despair? Yeah, you talk. you talking about that one? Are you talking about Apocalypse's eternal slave uh, who tried to kill him while he was a slave in Egypt? But Apocalypse uh, evolved past him and arose and turned Ozymandias into stone. And then Ozymandias's sister uh, was kind of attracted to Apocalypse, but then she saw his weird lips and then she was horrified of him. So then Apocalypse was really angry and then 80 years later comes back and he's still Apocalypse and she's old and he makes fun of her. That Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the one Are you talking about Ozymandias Who betrayed Apocalypse in the blood of Apocalypse Because he was tired of Apocalypse being mean to him After millennia after millennia And then sent Apocalypse to go Live with Celestials or whatever
1: I mean, you're making Big Papa Puck Look pretty bad here But uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's the one Now he's a mummy guy Kind of, or like made of stone or dirt
0: Yeah, he's, he's a rock man He's a rock man He's the He's the Osmandius statue from the poem Osmandius. He
1: definitely is, uh, which was first referenced in Marvel Comics in like some Ultron story really early on. Um, and then they made him a real guy.
0: <laughs> I wonder if that's ever come up. I mean, up. he I, either, I don't know if it's his, history or legend or whatever, but like that's a real thing. Like Osmandius was a real. Thing in the past yeah 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 you know that right
1: for <laughs> sure it is uh it's a sonnet by percy shelley
0: yeah it, it was based on like some egyptian king i think Ramses the second or something i don't know it doesn't matter no it, you, don't at me you
1: got it right that's that was his the name in greek
0: oh dope man look at me knowing my my shelley anyway
1: well he's a total uh, punk here he's just And he doesn't do anything. Oh, he's
0: the worst. He's the worst. He never does anything. Mm -hmm. Apocalypse and Cable are supposed to fight, and it's supposed to be their big showdown because Cable's entire mission in life is to murder Apocalypse real good. Uh,
1: We've never gotten a good, like, ever a good follow-up on that.
0: uh, He stabs him with the scimitar once, but it's Apocalypse's ghost that he stabs because his ghost is possessing Scott Summers, and it's not what you want it to be. It's
1: just not. The, The cartoon promised me more.
0: It did. The comics promised us more. <laughs> Everything has promised us this more. Uh, and this fight is, again, a letdown because they more just kind of talk. Yeah, they have a chat. Um, and then it, it, it kind
1: of turns into Apocalypse was really, really, really willing to kill a kid. He was just willing to kill a boy. And Cable's Oh, like, yeah,
0: they team up. They team up to save Franklin Richards. And Apocalypse is like, no, we got to kill this child, people. Onslaught's using him, and I don't like Onslaught.
1: So we got to do a kid murder, and Cable's like, N- "We we are we are strictly against kid murders here in the X." Yeah,
0: and the Invisible Woman is here, and she says, "We are strictly against murdering my good child." <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah, because she kind of she kind of goes undercover and then de-, de invisibles, but they're maybe also in the astral plane.
0: Um, Again, guys, I know this was less I know clear so than I much. It to be. I know so much of onslaught sounds like we're just making things up on the fly. This is as coherent as we can make this story.
1: Yeah. Like they're supposed to be like in space, kind of like in astral plane space, uh, which we don't, I don't know how apocalypse get that gets there. I didn't think he was a telekinetic guy or a telepathic guy,
0: but then he's old. He's ancient. He is as far beyond you as mutants are beyond humans. That's
1: true. He's got me there. But yeah, the invisible woman shows up too. um, since it is her kid and all.
0: Uh, and then the fight doesn't end. Like, they just kind of all peter out because Franklin has to be there for uh, the actual end of Onslaught.
1: Yeah, this is kind of a little a little loop from one part of the story to the other. It's, it, it is like the strict definition of a side story.
0: Yeah, but then Cable's in bad shape after this because of the TO virus and then his friends get together and make him better and that's he thinks that that's nice and that's the end of his arc.
1: That's right. Yeah, that
0: was nice. Yeah, it was sweet. Good for Cable. Uh see, here's what I like. I like the Ian Churchill art here and I really do like the voice that Jeff Loeb has for Cable and Apocalypse. Yeah, that did that did work for me. Uh th- the plots nonsense. Completely ridiculous. The Hulk stuff is nonsense.
1: Yeah, I read it later, and I didn't understand it.
0: It's just... It's a story. It exists, and we should move on. Is it better than Onslaught Prime? No, I don't... Well, I don't know. The cable stuff is pretty good. It focuses on the characters well. Chris, let me ask this. Let's not compare to Onslaught Prime for a second. Let's take Onslaught put them put them in my back pocket sure onslaughts in the pocket onslaught in the pocket uh is it would you rather read this again or phalanx covenant life signs
1: i have a weird yes. soft spot for life signs but um <gasps> i would probably probably this cable thing because i lo- i'm I, a big cable guy
0: i like i like me some cable um mm, mm, mm. Hey, Chris, no, life science Re- is
1: really bad. The more I think about
0: it, yeah, like- yeah, you've got to remember, <laughs> life science is trash. Uh, this is not better than Wildcats X Men, which is at 278.
1: Uh, fair. I have not read that. I need to. I would. I've, I would need to read Wildcats first. You're you're the Star Trek boy. Have you read the Star Trek stories? No, I was ex- I was gonna wait because I expected <laughs> to be on this podcast for it, and then I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll read them later. I told
0: you, I told you explicitly (laughs) that that timing wasn't going to work because we had to do that ahead of C2E2. No, and that
1: that was a wild time, Zach. A lot was going on.
0: It was, it was a wild time. Uh, Uh, I think this is better than those, but probably not better than X-Men number three, Beware the Blob. No,
1: that's still, Beware the Blob is actually pretty good, uh, for being bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Beware the Blob is bad, though, uh. This is be- this is yeah right below that, but above Star Trek. Let's make this two eighty five. It's Onslaught cable.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: And now, the moment you've all been waiting for: <laughs> X Force X Man. X Force X Man. This is X Man eighteen to nineteen, and X Force fifty seven and fifty eight. Uh, it is written by Terry Cavanaugh and Jeff Loeb, with pencils by Steve Skiroki and. Anthony Castrillo. So this is a two-parter that then has a third part to the story, but the third part's separate for each character.
1: Yes, it is two Group. together, and then they, they separate off. Boy, I am not super fond of X-Force without Cable, Richter, or... Um, Richter wasn't in this, right? I don't remember Richter. Richter
0: Richter's not in this. He's uh, he's uh, He left at this point.
1: Yeah, this doesn't have Cable or Richter or Cannonball because he was in the main title at this point. And boy, that that makes this a little
0: tougher to read for me. Um, See, this is Purple Era X-Force, which I have a weird amount of fondness for. This team is Domino, Caliban, Meltdown slash Boomer slash Boom Boom uh, slash Dr. McSplode. Uh, Shatterstar's on the team, Sunspot's on the team, Warpath rejoins the team because he was out hanging out with Risque. Is it uh, risque
1: s- or risk?
0: It's risque. Oh. It's very much risque. Okay.
1: I know it's spelled risque, but I wondered if they were. Oh, no, risque.
0: it's risque. She is risque. Okay. Siren's also on this team. I like purple X-Force.
1: I feel like it. Domino got to be some really good team mom, which was yep. kind
0: of fun. That's what I want. There we go. You found what I like in X-Force. Yeah. Shatterstar gets to stab. Domino gets to beat Team Mom. Shatterstar didn't get to stab near enough. Uh, Okay, but yeah, in one of these issues, Shatterstar does get to dream that he's hanging out like open button shirt on a hillside in uh, idyllic fairyland.
1: Yeah, they're like, this is what you like. And he's like, yeah, man. (laughs)
0: this is what shadow star wants to do with this life yeah
1: we uh we, we yeah we should yeah before before we get to that we should probably talk about the the x-man portion which i even though i read have a terrible memory of
0: uh x-man and cable's team of x-force are kind of hanging out and they said yeah cable's busy uh doing his own crossover
1: so they decided they're, they're doing a big fight with mr
0: sinister yeah, that's the whole thing. They do a big fight with Mr. Sinister cuz he Mr. Sinister is like, "Oh, alternate universe me did a good job here. I would like to know more."
1: <laughs> he did click the uh, do you desire to know more button. I always kind of like that Mr. Sinister appreciates a lot of the other work that other Mr.
0: Sinisters do. He's look, because Sinister is a system. He's not greedy. He does not have a he does not have a weird sense of self. He has a universal sense of self, which is I I like to think kind of a beautiful thing. It's just, it's it's great. So they get into a big fight with Mr. Sinister. Uh, He talks about how he wants to know more about Nate Gray. And all of X-Force is like, no, he's with us now. Let's shoot and bang and blow up. And there's a big fight. And then eventually they all get separated. Uh, Mr. Sinister does get X-Man. And they just talk for a little bit. Before X-Man gets away.
1: Yeah, X-Men just kind of does like a I'll never join you thing, and that's what that's kind of what we get from that.
0: Yeah, and then uh the X-Force, they get stuck in the astral plane for a hot second thanks to Onslaught, and everyone has like dreams. And everyone jumps through each other's dreams.
1: Yeah. They kind of have a like, this is what your life would be like if it was good.
0: Right. Like Warpath gets to hang out with his brother, yes, hunting buffalo.
1: Which yeah, there was that. Shatterstar hangs out on a hill.
0: Bobby DeCosta's girlfriend didn't get murdered.
1: Yeah, it goes back to that first soccer game <laughs> when
0: she was fourteen at a soccer game. Oh my gosh, new mutants, completely wild. Oh, and his and his dad's proud of him.
1: Yeah, because that's not true in real life.
0: <laughs> and that's when he realized that this was. He's fake. like, wait, my dad is never proud of me my dad doesn't like me.
1: But then it gets weird in that they all decide they need to leave this and like go toward the light. But that is like a second layer of trap.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's inception. Yeah. There's, there's dreams among dreams.
1: Does onslaught do this to anybody else? Absolutely not. Only X-Force.
0: No, Jeff Loeb just wanted to talk about like a character building thing for X-Force. And like, who are these guys? And I can respect that. Yeah. Jeff Loeb, Jeff Loeb makes a lot of bad comics. He also has made a lot of good comics, and this one's right in the middle.
1: It's pretty low stakes. Uh, I think the X Force X Men stuff is pre- X Man stuff is pretty expendable compared to the the two little separate issues. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was at least it was at least like a distillation of character in a way that nothing else that we've talked about tonight really is.
0: Yeah, it tried to it tried to at least say something, uh, which. Actually, about Onslaught Prime, that's probably the most damning thing about it is it says nothing about anyone except for maybe Xavier sucks.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's that phrase like it says nothing but loudly. I don't even think this does that.
0: <laughs> well, it is loud.
1: It's a it is a lot of explosions, um, kind of, or just like big energy. I don't know. For like taking over New York, I was
0: I'm a little unclear about how much damage he actually did. There's some stuff on fire occasionally. I think the C the 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 third tier Spider Man title tie in uh, does deal with the ramifications to New York City.
1: Was at that point was that spectacular?
0: I it would have ha- I, I think it is because well ama- amazing and adjective list would have been one too right. Uh, which one has Spider Man fighting Sentinels? Uh, okay, no, it is just Spider Man. Uh, sensational, ama- Okay, sensational, amazing, and regular Spider Man. Uh, all have a bit to do with it, and Green Goblin, uh, Green Goblin number twelve. When Green Goblin was a goodie
1: Hey, you know I have Green Goblin number one. I thought it was when I when I was at my uh, local coin shop, which happened to sell comics. I went and grabbed it because it had a
0: big number one on it. Uh, how much is that worth to you now?
1: Nothing. Probably
0: less than the dollar twenty-five that it was then. Ah, uh, shoot! Which which Green Goblin is that? It's a. Uh, like, it's what's his name's kid.
1: Like, none of the above. It is...
0: It's Phil Yurk. It's Phil Yurk. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I, I guess the second Green Goblin was also a, somebody's kid.
1: I mean, Zach, everybody's somebody's kid.
0: Norman Osborn does not have parents, and you <laughs> cannot convince me otherwise.
1: Sprang forth from the ether.
0: There was just a really angry mirror, and he walked through it, and thus was made. Uh it's is this is this better or worse than Onslaught Prime, the 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 central Onslaught?
1: It's probably slightly better because it at least has an issue of X Force where there's nice things.
0: Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, couple spots up uh, from this is X Men Survival Guide to the Mansion, which is literally just like notes about what the expansion's kind of like.
1: I feel like I would rather read an actual story, maybe. No, I actually think
0: that those notes are better. Maybe, maybe so. I'm, 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 I could, I could be talked into that. It come. It was spiral bound. Is the thing, Chris? It was spiral bound. There we go. Now you're interested. <laughs> well, now we're talking. Uh, I think that's better than this. Oh, wait. Hmm. No, okay, this isn't this is not worse than uh X this is not worse than Captain Marvel 2 and 3 with Adam X the Xtreme. What am I talking about? That's wild. Uh it's probably better than uh the time that Okay, actually no, it's not better than X Force and Cable Annual 97, which is when they do a return to Asgard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh but probably better that it's a bad return to Asgard. It's one of their worst returns to Asgard to the X Men's ever done. It's still better than this. I like it. Uh, that can be two eighty nine on our list. And now, Chris, I never have to think about Onslaught ever again until someone requests the X Factor stories or the fallout from Onslaught uh, that we didn't cover. Or that one Wolverine story where he doesn't have a nose. We forgot that Wolverine doesn't have a nose in this whole thing. And he's
1: wearing like a nin- like like a teenage mutant ninja turtles uh thing across
0: his face. Yeah, he's 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 doing Leonardo cosplay.
1: Yeah, that was wild. He even has his own he has his own speech balloons. Like they're different. They're kinda they're like yeah. they're like a little a little squiggly. They're kinda Well that's
0: that's because he was feral at the time. He was fighting between man and beast.
1: Yeah, that, that's not portrayed super well though. He just seems like normal Wolverine to me. He just looks different, has a different different speech balloon. Just in this yeah. story though. But he's not in it very much. He's in a he's in uh, it some.
0: He has he has his own own specific tie-in that we didn't talk about where he does save somebody from a burning building.
1: That's great Wolverine. This he, was a real I, Jean I, Grey
0: story, weirdly. The first like 3 or 4 issues, she was the driving factor in I think that was the strongest part of it.
1: Yeah. And then it, it uh, When I read the first issue, I was like, I thought this was supposed to be bad. And then it, it, it got bad.
0: It got, it got bad real quick.
1: Although the first issue did have a guy who apparently was thinking about, uh, that he wanted Gene Gray to step on him with stilettos. Uh, that's something I can never forget. And now none of you can either.
0: Look on one hand, I get it. <laughs> on the other hand, this is a comic book for children. <laughs> what are you doing, folks? Yeah,
1: 1996 was definitely, like, prime. Like, kids kids are probably reading this.
0: Could? Okay, so we're, we're going to get to the postscript of the episode soon. But as we know right now, the X-Books are super horny.
1: Since, since Hox Pox. Well, no, since Age of X-Man, it has been an all-new era.
0: Yeah, everything's horny now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we could get away with someone saying, oh yeah, I want her to step on me.
1: I don't think so either, and the comics are ostensibly not for children anymore.
0: I'm going to ask Jordan this. I'm going to ask him, uh, friend of the show, Jordan D. White, who is in charge of all things X-Men and is the only man to reign Hickman in uh, and stop his mad uh, lust for power. <laughs> I need. To, I'm going to send him a DM after this and say... Would you allow a writer to say, "I want character to step on me in a comic book?
1: i uh, please report back
0: actually, no, actually no. Guys, we're gonna save this because next episode, uh, X-Men assistant editor Chris Robinson's gonna be on, and this is gonna be a question for him. Chris, please tell me you don't actually listen to the podcast
1: <laughs> yeah, we we want him to be surprised with this. Uh, can can we can we write characters uh, wanting to nobody be tell on. him. nobody
0: tell him. nobody if some of you, I, I, I know there is a potential that some people who work on the X may hear this. I'm not saying it's a lot of you. I'm saying it's maybe like two of you. And I know Chris is a sweetheart. Don't tell him. I want him to be surprised. <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, our devious plans aside, uh, I want to thank Jason Kirby, uh, for supporting the podcast, uh, in the manner he chose, which was fiscally, uh, which is the most important thing we can do with any of our money is give it to others, uh, specifically me and uh, this podcast. Uh, you can do that by going over to patreon.com. There's a link, just swipe over to notes and click it. Uh, at this point, I should have announced on Patreon the revamped structure uh, for this, which is essentially here's here's the real truth guys. Uh, One of the rewards was a uh, story every year. And then I realized that if like 45 people do that, then we're pretty well boned from anyone new getting on the list. It's true. And that doesn't seem cool. (laughs) So we've revamped it based on essentially that problem and that problem alone, uh, which just means some adjustment of tiers Uh, Just take a look, see what works for you and your budget, or if nothing does, then tell a friend, leave a review, or just, like, share the friggin' podcast. It's a good one, and I talk about it every week. Y'all just, if you want to hear me talk about it, go over to Twitter, at Xavier Files, or on the... uh, xavier files media empire hosted on xavier that's where you got all the latest and greatest of x-men news reviews updates discussion posts and we've in fact expanded because there's more comics than just x-men and chris i'd like you to talk about that right now
1: oh yeah uh i'm the 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 sub editor for the for the portion of the site that covers non x-men which we're calling marvel files because
0: uh, your title your title is not sub sub-ed- it's editor it's editor okay um, it's editor i'm editor-in-chief you are editor yeah that's fair um
1: we are covering thor um the new uh donny cates run on thor um that's with myself and Vishal gallipulli um and also we have uh, – they're currently writing it, so I know it's going to happen. Um, we're covering uh, Mortal Hulk by Al Ewing. It's
0: very popular, guys. We had to get in we on We had it. to get
1: in on that Hulk action with uh, Zach Rabarov and um, Robert Secundus. Uh, and then upcoming, we're going to have Guardians of the Galaxy that's going to be covered by Allison Senegal. Um, sorry. Going to be covered by Allison Senegal uh, and – charlie davis uh and then we are going to also have captain marvel being covered by my wife christina edelman and uh, new writer cat purcell uh that's also we we have our weekly three for uh, three for madness where we cover in uh slightly less length three of the of each week's kind of hot titles that come out from marvel
0: or titles we just want to talk about yeah, by hot I mean for us. That's our, we can't dedicate so much time to this, but hey, let's talk about this issue of Runaways that Zach's really excited about. Yeah, things like
1: that. And that, that's a rotating cast of writers. But um, uh, when this goes up, oh, I guess we haven't decided who's writing next week,
0: but we will. We'll sort it out. That's Chris's job. I don't worry about it. Yep, I just bug people until they say I'll do it. Yep. Uh, so What else do we got going on? Uh, Chris... What else? What else do you do?
1: What else do I do? Um, I do have a podcast with my wife Christina Edelman called Chris's on Infinite Earths. Uh, you can check that out on all your podcast or pod. You can check that out on all your podcasters,
0: um, which you just covered a story that would be very interesting to this group of people, right?
1: Yeah, we just finished up with uh, Messiah Complex. Our last uh, episode had friend of both of our shows, Charlie Davis, on it. That was a good talk. Um, we're going to be covering some DC next with Infinite Crisis which is a, a, that's a comic. Uh, there's
0: seven issues of it. It's by Jeff Johns. Ah, good stuff. Uh, and then if they want to find you, it's at strictly worse. That's true. Uh, you could find the pod at Chris's pod on Twitter. If you're so interested. Yeah. or just look, follow my, follow my Twitter feed. If you're already doing that and then see when I retreat quit Chris, it happens. It
1: does happen.
0: Cause we're buds and it's been so nice to have you on the podcast, Chris. Uh, I don't know when you're gonna be on next.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I've been on. I've been on a bunch. Uh, it's gonna be C I was gonna template. say I, I'll probably be in the background at least somewhere.
0: Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna do our live live episode from our breakfast nook. It's gonna be great. It's gonna yeah. Between the sound of us eating, it'll be great. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be us having some biscuits, and then me and Adam being like, "No one's allowed to talk but us."
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun.
0: Uh, beyond that guys, like I said, next week, uh, assistant editor, Chris Robinson, he's going to be joining me and we're going to be talking about, uh, just, just all the stuff that's going on in the X office. Cause it's going to be last time we talked, it was just uh, Jordan. And the only book that he had coming out was house of X and powers of 10. Uh, which were two titles that are one now. So much has changed, and me and Chris are also going to talk about World War Four, which is about how Man Thing is an X Man character now. If you all don't know about that, get excited. I'm sorry. I think you mean manslaughter. Yeah, he's. But people don't know what that is. Manslaughter is a Man Thing.
1: He is a Man Thing who's wearing an army helmet and he's got a big machine. And gun. he's he's yoked.
0: You could call him a giant-sized Man Thing if you wanted. He's kind of a jolly green giant, just not jolly. No, he's very. He's very. Uh, Aggressive. He looks quite angry. I already love him, uh, but until then, guys, this has been Battle of the Atom. We hope you survived the experience. Get it!